Hi, and welcome to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message, where we study scripture together verse by verse. Let's jump in now for this week's message. So it's not really asking what what would Jesus do, it's asking what would I do to honor the Lord Jesus Christ in this text, okay? As believers, it's outside of Christ-like character to die selfishly. I'm not sure there is another way that Paul can better express how honoring the Lord Jesus is the consuming purpose of every believer. Are you, are, are you there? I'm, I'm going slow. Again, I'm in the orange section. I don't think that Paul could have better expressed how honoring the Lord Jesus is the consuming purpose of every, every believer. The consuming, have you ever had something consume your mind? You ever get, you ever get like a big event that's coming up and now you got a plan and you're thinking and it's like, oh, we're, we're going on vacation and now I can't think about my work because I got to make sure that, you know, everything's, Diane's rolling her eyes at me right now because I never made a plan for vacation in my life. I just watch her and I know that she gets consumed with things. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I just let her handle it. You get consumed and so it, it, it affects everything that you're doing. In Christianity, we get consumed with honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, how we parent, how we are a spouse, how we come to church, how we behave, how we spend our time, how we spend our money. All of these things are defined by the question, is this going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, Brent, when do I get me? Well, you died to me back in Romans 6. You don't get you because you stink. You're, you're sinful and ugly and gross and horrible, and we die to all of that so that God can be glorified in our lives. So we take what little sacrifice we have, and we give it to the Lord in the totality of our being so that he is honored. The only value that you have in your life is the fact that you can give it to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is honored in that. Wow, Brent. Just in case we're not clear, Paul is not saying that everyone has to work at the church, right? Because I like, sometimes people, whenever I talk about, you know, honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, we define it in terms of, well, I don't preach and I don't sing and I don't want to be a greeter. I don't, you know, I'm not, whatever, ministry of the church. No, 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 get, get, get past the ministry. You know what your ministry is? Live a life that honors the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your ministry. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I like that. He is saying, whatever you do from moment to moment, being a parent, a spouse, an employee, engaging in your hobbies, your work, on and on, comes from the encompassing conviction, the encompassing conviction to honor your Lord. Why do we do this? To honor the Lord Jesus Christ. If it doesn't honor him, then we question why we're doing it, okay? If we eat enchiladas, it's to honor the Lord. If we have... If we have green chili cheeseburgers, honor the Lord. If we have bacon, hallelujah. Verse 10. You guys pay attention. Y'all are chasing too many squirrels. Verse 10. We had a long way to go. So why do you condemn another believer? Ouch. So why would you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Verse 
We do not condemn other believers. We should not condemn other believers. We function under the assumption that every believer, we function under the assumption that every believer is doing their very best by the work of God in them to live to honor the Lord. Are you with me on that assumption? Because some of you are like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not living under the assumption that other people are trying to honor God. I'm living under the assumption that they're trying to just get the best of me. That's dumb. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. That was my in, in my head voice and it just came out. We function under the assumption, we should as believers be functioning under the assumption that every believer is doing their very best genuinely by the work of God in them to live to honor the Lord. So why would you condemn or look down on another believer? That makes no sense whatsoever. To put it in a context of last week's text, why would you correct a servant who is not your own? It's not your place. You have no authority. Now hold on to your britches. Again, that actually was written in my notes. Britches. After service, all those less than 30 are going to be looking up, what, what is britches? It's a weird <laughs> word. Verse 11. For the scriptures say, Isaiah, it comes from Isaiah. As surely as I live, the Lord says, I like this, as surely as God is alive, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance praise to God that's cool yes each of us will give a oh this is a magical word right here personal account to God each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Listen to me carefully. You will give a personal account to God. You will not give an account for how others lived, only yourself. We spend a lot of time, you know, scrutinizing how other people live. You're only going to give a personal account. I don't get to stand before God and say, well, God, you know, my wife, she did this and this and this and this. She planned all the vacations. She didn't let me have any input. <laughs> no, it's a personal account. It's about what, well, Brent, what did you do, right? You will not give an account for how others lived, only yourself. Here's the fact. Without your condemnation... Without your condemnation, and whenever I say that, I mean you're correcting everybody else's perceived sin in your own eyes. Without your condemnation, every knee will bow. Every tongue will still declare that Jesus is Lord. Your condemnation of other believers may very well cause them to stumble and fall. Your correction is not the same as the work of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Your correction is not the same as the work of, the, of Christ and the Holy Spirit. I know, I know, we think, well, you know, God needs, I'm going to be his mouthpiece. Uh, he probably needs you to not. <clears throat> but Brent, I just want them to serve God and I want them to go to heaven. 
you getting them to live like you may very well cause them to stumble and fall. We are not making fully devoted followers of me. No, 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 stop that. We're making fully devoted followers of Christ. God is plenty big enough to perfect his righteousness in other believers. You may want to write that down. God, who is alive, we just established that. God is plenty big enough to perfect from first to last his righteousness in other believers. You tend to you and your relationship with God. You make sure that you are living every moment to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And when someone weaker in faith comes along, patiently walk with them. Lovingly encourage them. Kindly point them towards scripture and Jesus. Don't condemn them. Condemnation always brings division and in the body of Christ, we're united in Christ Jesus. We're not divided by petty arguments. Verse 14, <clears throat> I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Paul, Paul's driving a stake in the ground. He's like, I know, I am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But... So he says, here's my position. Eat everything. I mean, anything. <laughs> but if someone believes it's wrong, then, that per then for that person, then for that person, it is wrong. Okay, so now we're talking about personal convictions, okay? And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. It's not honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ if you know that a friend of yours, a fellow believer, doesn't believe in eating pork or they don't believe in eating. I can't even think of anything else you wouldn't believe in eating. Uh, but they don't believe in eating pork. So whenever you go to breakfast with them, don't order pork. It's not going to kill you to skip bacon one morning. Some of us might need to skip the bacon one or two mornings. Have a vegetable for breakfast? No way. If a donut is a vegetable, then. Be considerate of others. Watch, this is incredible. Be considerate of others' spiritual convictions. Because being considerate honors the Lord. But Brent, that's not my conviction. It's not your conviction. You're just honoring them and therefore honoring the Lord Jesus Christ because you're united in the Lord Jesus Christ. Arguing with them about their convictions, about food or what day to worship does not honor the Lord and very well may cause them to stumble. If God wants their convictions to change, guess what? He'll change them. Don't argue about things that have nothing to do with salvation. The God-honoring thing to do is to be considerate of others' convictions. Verse 16, it has a way of coming back to us. Then 
you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. Because at some point, you're going to think this is okay. If we've created a culture of condemnation, if you do something that you think is okay, somebody else is going to say, well, Brent, you can't do that. But if we create a culture of being considerate of other people's convictions, then you will not be criticized for doing something that you believe is good. For the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. Listen carefully. This is important. It has nothing to do with what we eat or drink. But of living a life of goodness and peace and joy. Where? in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God. That's where we started off in Romans 8, I mean 12, 1, right? We want to give ourselves an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord, to God. So if you serve Christ with this attitude, by living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, if you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. You know, that guy, he's a nice, that guy from Desert Heights, you know what, he's never cantankerous, he's never mean, he's never judgmental, he's just a nice guy. He's just always just happy to be serving God. (laughs) What if Christianity, that was the stereotype? I mean... I mean, I know that's calling for a big change in Christianity, right? Bunch of nice people. <laughs> if you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony. I like that. Not the same, but complementary. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Here's the deal. The kingdom of God is a matter of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is how you live to please God, living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is how others will approve of you, by living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I feel, I feel like I just, somebody put the brakes on. Like, yeah, but what about just being cranky and telling people they're sinners and going to hell? <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it in Romans 14. There's the problem. <laughs> Therefore, be a cranky Christian. No. The church has been stereotyped as stoic, grumpy, and judgmental. This is part of the reason that I joke around whenever I preach is because uh, I think that churches historically have been so serious That people, unbelievers come in and they're like, man, that's like, that's heavy. That just presses on your soul. I don't want to do that every week. Can we, can we have fun and go to heaven? Yes. I think we should have fun and go to heaven. We have more reason to have fun and joy than anybody else in the face of the planet. Church has been stereotyped as stoic, grumpy, and judgmental. None of these things, none of these things, I'm saying this as seriously as I possibly can, The church has been stereotyped as stoic, grumpy, and judgmental. None of these things bring honor to the Lord, and none of them please God. We are aiming for harmony in the church. We are to try to build each other up, right? Encourage them. Correction in the spirit of condemnation does not build others up. Correction in the spirit of condemnation does not honor the Lord. You see, I'm convinced that we do not need 
a class in evangelism. We need to stop being the morality police and live in goodness, peace, and joy as the Holy Spirit is present in us. Watch this. Just let the light of Christ shine through you. Yeah, but Brent, isn't that a No. Well, don't we have to have like a plan for how we're going to share the gospel? I have an idea. Let people see God in you. <laughs> Just a thought. Maybe people tell me every once in a while. Actually, people don't. Paul does. He tells me, Brent, your sermon got good when you got out of the way. So I'm going to return the favor. Sorry, Paul. I'm going to return your, your light will get good when you get out of the way. The problem is that you feel the need to control it and, and push it on people when you just, you just be as little of you as possible. When we are the morality police, we lose our goodness, peace, and joy and are no longer effective at shining the light. We are less effective. That's probably a better way of saying it. Verse 20, here we go. How are we doing? Oh, we got to hurry. <laughs> Verse 20, don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat, right? Stay to your notes, Britt. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. When I read this, I think of someone working with clay or working with glass. Have you seen those? I've only seen it on videos. I've not actually been first person watching, especially people working with glass. But you know, they melt it and it's all gooey and they shape it into something incredible. And <laughs> people who work with clay, I just think it's incredible that they can take mud and make it wonderful. Um, so here, here you have, you, they're making some intricate and delicate and beautiful piece uh, that, ha that requires an enormous amount of skill and patient commitment, right? They're making something wonderful. And then along comes the new guy, right? So in this analogy, it's like the pro is the Holy Spirit. And then along comes us and the new guy and says, hey, you know what? That, <coughs> pardon me, I have a tickle in my throat. That would be better if we put a handle on it. And we go over and we touch it with our clumsy hands and it folds into a gloopy mess of deformity. Do you see the analogy? God is at work perfecting this majestic salvation. And we come along and say, hey, God, I think that if we did, oh, because, the, so, so back to where I started is, is we come along and we say, well, if you would behave this way, you would be better saved. And that's not true. And then we cause people to misunderstand how salvation works because you behaving better doesn't make your salvation any more better. I don't know if that's good English, but you know what I mean. We want so desperately to fix others and we are not equipped to fix others. 
You are not equipped to fix others. So we impose our will on them. We try to make them who we think they should be. You okay? And you guys are getting quiet on me this morning. Yeah? We impose our will on them. We try to make them who we think they should be. Well, what about my convictions, Brent? What about me? I'm glad you asked. Verse 22, you may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. I thought I was supposed to like put it on the internet. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Paul did it, not me. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something that they've decided is right. Here's the deal. If you believe you are right, keep it to yourself and God. You don't have to tell everybody, hey, by the way, you guys, I heard one person say, I have studied this for a long time in the Bible. Man, their high horse was really high. I have studied this for a long time in the Bible, and the Word of God says that I'm right, and you are wrong. And I was like, oh, man. Somebody, I'll tell you guys a story. No. Yeah, somebody asked me, somebody that was close to my age here recently, they asked me how old I was, and I told them, and they were like, I thought you were much younger than me. I don't know where they got that idea from. Because <clears throat> they saw me going, If you know that you're right, just keep it to yourself. You don't have to broadcast to everybody else that you're right. This is between you and God. The beauty of that is that because it's between you and God, if you're wrong, one of these mornings when you're doing soap, God's going to go, zing, and you're going to be like, oh, I guess I wasn't right. Because I know this, that I've, I've preached for a long time now, longer than you think, <laughs> longer than it shows maybe, and I listened back to old sermons when I dogmatically said things and was like, I am right. And now 20 years later, I'm like, eh, Brent. <laughs> Maybe you weren't right. Mr. Know-it-all's not such a know-it-all. <laughs> I've known people in church. Oh, let me back up because this is important. If you believe you're right, keep it between yourself and God and enjoy the blessing of not feeling guilty about insignificant things. Because sometimes we, we like, well, we poll the audience and now you think that I'm wrong and now I feel guilty even though I think that I'm right. And oh, la, la, la. no, just be quiet. Keep it between you and God. Enjoy the blessing of not feeling guilty. Now, I have known people, don't look around right now and focus on yourself. I have known people over the years in church in church who were consumed with doing everything just right so that they could please God. And that's a misunderstanding of faith, okay? Are you with me? If you are consumed with doing everything right so that you can please God, you're wrong. You please God because God paid it all in Jesus Christ on the cross. So if you're working it out, you don't understand salvation, sweetheart. So I've known people who come into church and their perception is, is that if they can just get all of the details exactly right, then God will like them and other people will like them. They go from one nonsense to another, not from scripture to scripture, but from, from their own conscience. They come up with crazy things. My go-to, because I don't want to 
um, throw anybody in this group uh, under the bus, but years ago, there was a lady who said you have to wear long sleeves because some guy might see your armpits and lust. Sweetheart, you're wrong. You're wrong. Nobody, nobody ever looked at an old lady's armpits and went, woohoo, baby. No. We get the dumbest things. So here's the deal. You put it, are y'all okay? I hope that I didn't bring something up sensitive to you guys. <laughs> but that's how stupid we get. Just fix your eyes on Jesus. Let him make you righteous and then live in goodness and peace and joy. And don't worry about other people's armpits. <laughs> But we do this, so, so you get something crazy going in your head that is non-biblical, that is apart from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his perfect work to completion. And we start saying, well, I gotta do this. And you become so consumed with you making yourself right with God that then you feel the need to impose it on other people. And you are wrong on both accounts, sweetheart. That is not faith. That is not faith. That is not biblical. That is not the gospel. That is not Romans. That is not Ephesians. It's not Galatians. It's not, not, not the Bible. I started to shake my iPad, but that has way too much context. <laughs> the sad thing is that in their pursuit of perfection, they get frustrated. Don't look around right now. In their pursuit of perfection, they get frustrated and bitter they ruin relationships. We know these people in the body of, who come to church. I don't know that they're part of the body of Christ, but they come to church. They're trying so hard to be perfect and trying so hard to make other people perfect and then people won't get perfect, right? Because <laughs> you, know, you know if you correct me, I'm gonna be like, ha, ha. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna show you that I'm not gonna do what you told me to do. <laughs> just to be a, yeah, not to honor God or anything, but... <clears throat> So, so they try really hard to get other people to be perfect. And so then they, they, those people won't become perfect. So then they get frustrated, they get bitter. They ruin relationships. They live the opposite of goodness, peace, and joy. But if you ask them in their opinion, they are the ones who are pursuing God. Church, take note that that's not you. If you think you're the only one pursuing God, you need to backtrack fast. That's a dangerous place to be. Verse 23. I have like eight pages on verse 23. I'm kidding. Verse 23. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, so if you have any doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning. So at first it comes across like he's making kind of light of our personal convictions, but then no, no. If you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and eat it. So listen to your heart. That could be a song. For you are not following your convictions. Follow your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So if you are confident that you are right, then don't be condemned by your own conscience or anyone else's conscience. That's a lot to say. If you're confident, you look into scripture and you see where you're at and you're confident you know where you're at, then don't let other people's conscience condemn you and don't be condemned by your, just, just obey, do what is in your heart. But if you're not sure, if you're not sure of something, if there's something inside of you that says, this doesn't honor the Lord Jesus Christ, then don't 
do it. So if you go to lunch with me and you don't order Mexican food, no judgment, that's fine. Live by your own convictions. If something inside of you says this doesn't honor the Lord Jesus Christ, don't do it. Don't justify it. Sometimes we say, well, grace will cover that. No, it doesn't. Not, not whenever you say, when the Holy Spirit in your heart says don't do this and you go ahead and do it, just saying grace covers it doesn't make it all right. No, it's sin and it does not honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't blame someone else. Well, they do it, so it must be okay if Brent does it or somebody else in the church does it. No, if the Holy Spirit in you says don't do it, whatever it is, don't do it. Just don't do it. You have to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is working out in your heart. So don't mute the Holy Spirit because you have some justification. No, listen to the Holy Spirit in you and then keep it between you and God, right? Okay, your life's purpose is to honor the Lord. Your life's purpose is to honor the Lord. Living under condemnation and imposing condemnation on others is not the path to honoring the Lord. Living by faith leads to living the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Did you get that? When we trust that Jesus paid it all, and now we just live in gratitude and honor to him. Being the morality police does not help you or honor Christ. Surrounding, pardon me, surrendering yourself, trusting in God to transform you, and trusting God to transform those you love is where you'll find goodness and peace and joy. You've been listening to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message. We would like to invite you to one of our service times at 9 or 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings here in Farmington, New Mexico. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at desertheightschurch.com.